the national champion is clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20 Sports Radio Hour, a visit with Drake Holly and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike on the boards. It is Monday, October 2nd. And we've had a wild weekend of week number four of the NFL and week number five of NCAA college football. And those Titans, I tell you, they're kind of hard to figure out. I told you last week, you remember I said it Friday, that they stunk the field up against Cleveland. They were due, you know, if they they hold the form, they're going to come out and play like gangbusters against Cincinnati. And sure enough, and it's just you, you know, know. And here's the scary part. Now I lost money on them, so I'm, you know, here's the scary I, part. I bet against them, and I shouldn't have. Here's the scary part: they're due to go slip back <laughs> yeah. next well, week. So, well, they, they may have a second. They may have a second week where they play like gangbusters, and then there's another week that they'll slip off. So they certainly look good. Sun yesterday, well, as they, did. they uh, took care of the Cincinnati Bungle, Bungles Bengals. Uh, 27 to three, um, a little trash talk there, right? Next week they get the, Indi- they get, they are at Indianapolis. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the AFC South and That'd how be a that's a better kinda, game than people ever thought, how that's kind of shaping up. Yeah. Indianapolis went down kind of big early yesterday and then came roaring back, uh, to lose in overtime to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and their six sensational rookie wideout, uh, what is his name? Puka Nakua yeah. is his name, and he is setting all types of receiving records as a rookie in the NFL. And uh, but let's go back to the Titans. They're two and two, and the Cincinnati Bengals are one and three. Um, you know, Cincinnati was a two and a half point favorite. Titans looked absolutely hapless. Coming off of the Browns' defeat, um, and I, I just figured that there's just going to be more of the same. Um, however, now, if anybody that's been following the Titans know that once when they mess it up and, and play terrible, that the following week they usually come out and they go. play like world beaters. Well, that's they exactly certainly what they did, did yesterday, and they they ran up against Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who are now one and three. And uh, just a year ago, had a sensational offense with the likes of Joe Mixon at running back, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins at wide receiver, and Joe Coolborough at uh, at quarterback. And now they're one of the worst offenses in the NFL 
through week four. Uh, it's an example of the thin razor edge of competitiveness. Burrow is not Burrow right now. And, no, he's no, immobile. You know, he's, 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 he's immobile. He's he can't he can't move around. He and, doesn't look like he's comfortable in the pocket yeah. throwing the ball. And he, he doesn't look like he can he can set with that with that ruptured yeah. calf or strained calf. He just doesn't look comfortable. No, and, and Tennessee did a great job of putting pressure on him and making him even more uncomfortable about it. But you know, and, and again, have people come out and played injured and done well? Yeah, you know, let's call sure it, they have. You know, you know, I mean, it's the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you, you I mean do the that. majority of the players out there are, are, are have some type up of, somewhere. Yeah, have some type of injury. So. Um, that's not an excuse, but at the same time, it also, like I said, illustrates the razor edge of competitiveness, you know, where Burrow's not quite what Burrow normally is. Yeah. And so Cincinnati really has no answer. Yeah, but okay. Uh, you know, but hey, in look, Tennessee. I'm not going to take anything away from the Titans and talk about. Well, we're they not going to sit played. here and talk about Joe Burrow being hurt yeah. and all well, this, you know, the poor, poor Cincinnati Bengals. Here, the Titans went out there and kicked their butts, is what they did. Hey, you say, here's the thing they dominated the defense, every ass. The defense, what the Cincinnati's defense wasn't that beat up. No. And Tennessee came out and throttled them and, and handled them. You know, ten, absolutely. Uh, Henry looked like the Henry that everybody's expecting to look like. Uh, Sharp came out and is is giving hints of the greatness that he could probably be. Tannehill finally got it all together with his receivers. Uh, and, Hopkins, Deandre, and DeAndre Hopkins yeah. did what he was hired to do, do and that is clutch catches, third down, third down reception yes. type yes. receiver, and that's what that's what D Hop yeah. did. Now. I mean, the Titans dominated. Did you know yesterday, and, and I was watching, um, of course, I was watching the broadcast. I had not go to the game. But the Titans had the longest drive, scoring drive this year in the NFL at like 10 minutes, and it's either 24 or 44 seconds. They held the ball and drove down yeah. the field at, for over 10 minutes and scored, and that is the longest scoring drive in the NFL this year. And, you know, when you do that, Coach, you know as well as being a football coach, when you do that, it it is imposing your will as an offense on a defense, and, you're, and the defense is just – they're beat down. Well, it's two things that happens there. You know, yes, the, the defense gets exhausted because they're on the field so much. And having to react so much to that. Secondly, it keeps the ball out of the offense, you know, Burrow and, and all his weapons. Keeps him on the sideline. Keeps him on the sideline. They can't do anything until – and that's exactly what Tennessee needed to do. And, they, you know, kudos to the coaching staff there coming out with a game plan. Kudos to the players for executing that game plan almost to perfection. The line actually stepped up. And, got the and job you know, done this and, time and the around. defense too. Yes, I mean the de the defense also. They they they. You well, know, the defense is Jeff, been big playing. Jeff, big Jeff, and his boys up oh, front. Yeah. Took, took care of took care of business. I mean, the total yardage count for this game. Cincinnati had two hundred and eleven total yards, and that's that's a Cincinnati. That's yeah. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals we're talking about. Two hundred and eleven. Usually pushing, pushing four hundred or to more. the Titans four hundred yards of total offense. Um, Joe Burrow had 165 yards passing. Now he was about almost 70% completion rate. He's right at 67%. I'm I'm pretty sure that's the number of yep. Yeah. But 
you know, it just he he wasn't comfortable. He's not he's not a hundred percent. But I guess they figured maybe a seventy percent Joe Burrow is better than whoever their yeah, backup whoever their was. Backups, yes, I uh, mean you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, and that was uh, that 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 became, pardon the pun, painfully obvious. Right, and he stayed out there as long as he did, and was as unsuccessful as he was. Uh, you know, their their coaching staff over on in Cincinnati is realizing, well, he's still our best option, even though he's sure. he's gimpy and we know he can't move like he normally does. But again, let's come back to uh, Cincinnati's defense was not that beat up coming into the no. game. So you got give the ball to number twenty and give the ball to twenty two. Let him let and him he roll. Did I mean it? You, but Tannehill was sharp throwing the ball. His receivers were hanging on to the ball this time around. You know what Tannehill was doing? He was getting rid of the ball quickly. Quickly, yes. You know what I mean? But, he was, he was, he but here's the other there. thing. He also had time to check down to his second and third receivers. That was something he's never had time to do all year long. He usually sets his back foot, and he better be throwing it now because he's about to get hit. Right. And that, this time, you know, this week he had a chance to sit, look, scan the field, and pop, it, pop the open man. Well – uh, speaking about the AFC South, you know, the Texans, <laughs> you know, they've got this rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, and the Texans put it all over visiting Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday, 30-6. to six. I don't know what uh, is going on up in Pittsburgh. I mean, Kenny Pickett uh, from University of Pittsburgh that's – he looked great in preseason, and he's just been a total dud. Well, who did he play against in preseason? Well, I mean, I understand he's playing against against players, second stringers and stuff that they're trying to figure well, out whether, whether they're going to make yeah. the team or not. I get it. But still, to look like he did in preseason, and now to look like they do in regular season, is kind of mind-boggling. But they got throttled yesterday by rookie C.J. Stroud quarterback who <clears throat> threw four games, Coach, has the second most yardage in NFL history at for a rookie with twelve hundred and twelve passing yards through four games, and that averages out a little over. If my math is correct, a little over three hundred a game mm-hmm. as a rookie. Six touchdowns with no interceptions. That's a pretty good touchdown uh, to interception ratio right there um, for a rookie. And you know they. Ha- when rookies they they have at the combine the NFL combine quarterbacks go in and they take a S two cognition test which is you know which is basically I mean it's just a just can you a process information quickly yes. okay yeah. so get this two other quarterbacks taken high in the draft this past year were Bryce Young from Alabama and Anthony Richardson. AR-15, who's at Indianapolis? Bryce Young is at Carolina. On this S2 cognition test, Bryce Young scores a 98%. Pretty high. It's impressive, yeah. AR-15 scores a 79% on the S2 Average, acceptable. Okay. C.J. Stroud scores an 18. When those when those test scores came out, C.J. Stroud's remark was, 
I'm not a test taker. I'm a football player. Or I play football. Yeah, it looks like he's got a point. <laughs> um, and so now the Texans are two and two. And, you know, they went to Jacksonville and put a beat down on Jacksonville. I think it was last weekend. And my deal is the Titans better tighten up because with, with the way that – You better not have way, a bad day against Texans are playing – D'Amico Ryans, former linebacker at Alabama, head coach now of the Texans. The way he's got the – obviously their defense is playing pretty well. They hold Pittsburgh to six points. Uh, and they've got Stroud playing very well. Um, you know, it's not just Jacksonville. It used to be Indianapolis when Peyton Manning was playing up there that Titans had such trouble with in that division, AFC South. And now the Titans, well, not so much on Indianapolis – even though AR-15 looks like he's getting more comfortable. He played a heck of a game uh, bringing his team back uh, in o- to, over- well, to an overtime for, loss to uh, Los Angeles Rams for, yesterday. For two years. But now you've got the Texans, you've got Jacksonville, and now maybe the emergence of AR-15. So the, the Titans – All four teams are fairly even in the South. You know, for, the, for, for a couple of years, the South, the AFC South was was, was basically whoever wins is, is the only one going to the playoffs because everybody else stunk. Right. Even the winner wasn't the – had the – you know, wasn't the greatest of – you know. And the AFC you, you South had, – You had the – you had, actually had the wild card teams. Some of the, A couple of the wild card teams had better records than the AFC South champion. That's right. And, 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 you so, know, and, and, and the AFC South was kind of considered out of the doormat. You know, I hope, I hope uh, you know, the other, the yeah. other, the other teams around the league, I hope we get to play in the yeah. AFC. Hope we get to play whoever comes, comes out, out of the AFC, AFC South, yeah. you know, because they, 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 they weren't very well respected, whatever. Now you're looking at the Texans with CJ Stroud. Indianapolis is going to get better with AR15. The Titans obviously with De- and, mm-hmm. and we're fans of the Titans. Uh and Jacksonville with uh Easter Island and, and his bunch down there at the Jacksonville uh we're you know, starting to make some the AFC South is is going to make noise. The problem is is they're going to make noise on each other. Right. And they kind of cannibalize each other. And, yeah, and see, and, and see, that's, see that's who gonna just, happen. who comes out on top. Um, I mean, look, look at the and they're NFC climbing. East. They're not, they're not at the top by any stretch of the imagination yet, but they are climbing a whole lot more than they were, say, even a year and a half, two years ago. Well, remember back with the NFC East, you know, was, was what it was: the Giants, Washington, Philadelphia, and Dallas, basically. And Dallas kind of ruled. Dallas kind of ruled that. Yeah. But I mean, and why? Because Washington's always been so terrible. Philadelphia wasn't really very good until Jalen Hurts, Hurts and and company and, and the new owner and, and and new coaching staff and everybody got them ready to roll in recent. But I'm talking about maybe ten years ago, the NFC East wasn't was Dallas and everybody else. And you know they had they basically had a losing record. Yeah. Uh, it was Dallas and everybody else had a losing record. And really, Dallas wasn't that. Wasn't, wasn't overwhelming. Yeah, it wasn't overwhelmingly. So, um, you know, there can there's a resurgence, and I think the AFC South is is resurging and and gonna have some some pretty good teams. Maybe not this year or next, but I'm saying three three years from now, three four five years from now, moving forward, I think the AFC South is going to be some, and the teams in it are going to be somebody to contend with. Yeah, you're also seeing. 
the the very model that the NFL wanted once with their draft policy. You know, when you're the bottom tier teams and stuff like that, you get to pick the highest in the draft in order to even out the competition. Sure. Well, you got a couple. You've got teams now that have been in the bottom tier that drafted well. They got some good quarterbacks. They've got some support people around those quarterbacks, and all of a sudden they're starting to make noise that people aren't used to hearing. And I, I think it's going to make for a much better league. Uh, it's going to be make it's going to make for a much better, much more interesting season as to see to see who's going to come out in these playoffs. Um, though the traditionalist, you know, the traditional powers are still kind of at the top, but they're not nearly the dominant sure. factor. You know, in fact, you know the the power, you know, like New England used to be the quintessential team. They're struggling. They're on the slide right they're, now. They're on the slide right now. As they uh, took it on the chin 38-3 to yesterday from you know, Dallas. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, what was it their, their coach, uh, Tomlin, had never had a losing season. Well, He may be looking at his first one. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, yesterday San Francisco looked good again, beating Arizona 35-16. to Christian McCaffrey had – Four touchdowns yeah. in that ball game. They're the anomaly that they're doing it without the big name quarterback that came out of college. They're doing it with defense. And they're doing it with defense and again, and a I, fundamentally sound offense. And, and running the ball. Brock Purdy was a lot better to. than advertised. Yeah, you know, sure. and, absolutely. And so they, well, they, he was forced into action, and, and look yeah. what happened. Yeah. You know, they they, they uh, found a, a, a pot of gold at the end of the range. Say literally, diamond in the rough. Now, yeah. yesterday. Uh, as I mentioned, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, excuse me, he broke a Jerry Rice record yesterday, Coach. A Jerry um, Rice record? Jerry Rice record, an all-time franchise record, and that is he has scored, Christian McCaffrey has scored in thir- a touchdown in 13 consecutive games for the – as a – 49er. And that includes playoff games. So you think about that. He joined the team last year, remember, about midseason. And then they went to the playoffs, obviously, for the 49ers. He has scored since he has joined and played, scored his first touchdown for a 49er. He has scored in thir- a touchdown in 13 straight games. And that record was held by Jerry Rice, Hall of Famer, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. So, uh, one other thing we just talked about, 38-3, to the Cowboys' defense scores two touchdowns. I was playing against them in fantasy league yesterday, and that's what beat me. Um, and we're going to go over some more NFL stuff, and then we're going to jump into college right after this. So, you ball fans, Bama fans, hang on. And we've got uh, an eight-ball pick for Monday Night Football. Don't go anywhere. Head is mad at black, got the boosters black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now. Can't nobody tell me nothing. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee.
And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, joined by Coach Mike right here on the board. And thank you, Susanna Hoff and the Bengals for bringing us in on that Manic Monday song. Coach cued that up for us, and it is kind of a Manic Monday, trying to figure out all process, all the football and goings-ons of sports over the past weekend. Uh, and we were before the break, we were talking about some NFL uh, – Do's and don'ts, or goods and bads, winners and losers, whatever you want to call it over the weekend. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, of course, they played a Cleveland Browns, a really good defensive team um, for the Cleveland Browns, and the Titans will attest to that, playing them the weekend before. However, the Cleveland Browns did not have um, Deshaun Watson, their highly paid quarterback. Uh, He was injured. But uh, Lamar Jackson did play a terrific game as uh, Baltimore won 28-3 over a good, terrific and uh, tough Cleveland defense. Um, I was wondering what had happened. I didn't get to see yeah. any details about that. Okay. I think Lamar ran for a couple of touchdowns. Well, but not having Deshaun. And, and not severely having Deshaun handicapped. Watson. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I'll tell you what. We talk about pot at the, pot, the uh, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for the 49ers and Brock Purdy uh, when he was forced into action at the end of last year. Um, The Los Angeles Rams have found uh, when they lost Cooper Cup, who is a terrific wide receiver, Mm -hmm. possession wide receiver. um, And a scoring receiver. And and the main main receiver for Matthew Stafford. uh, They found their fifth-round pick this year, Puka Nakua. And this guy is a wide receiver for the Rams. He caught the game winner in overtime, a 22-yard TD reception, to um, secure a 29-23 overtime win at Indianapolis yesterday. He had nine receptions, Coach, for 163 yards and the winning TD. I mean, this a good guy, day at the office. This guy is setting records. All He's setting all types of – uh, reception rookie, records, rookie re- records, right, right out of the gate. Career starting your career, he's he's set the most receptions ever for someone that has just started their career, rookie career in the NFL, and he's really something to watch and something special. Um, and you know, I don't know, Cooper Cup gets back at. I mean, you know, I guess you could have both of them. I was going to say, you have both. That of them. just that's just going to make both of them better uh, when when all of a sudden now you can't concentrate on one guy as a defense. Now here's the next question is, you know, what's he going to do once the film gets out and gets disseminated across all the defensive coaches and they see what he, what he does and what he doesn't. Well, do. I mean, this was the, this see, that's, was the fourth you know, the three, game. This you know, is the fourth game. The film's well, out there. Well, uh, you know, Tennessee Titans had a defensive end, you know, the freak, uh, Javon curse that set all kinds of records his, his freshman his freshman <laughs> rookie his rookie year just was you know unstoppable un- unstoppable well then offensive coach has got a chance to watch him and got a chance to go through his film and, and stuff they like had that. to double him and yeah and they they came up with ways of slowing him down and you know making him work harder to sure. get to things plus i think he lost some of his complimentary pass rushers and then uh messing up his toe no. Didn't didn't help him, but he never did really recover from that. And, right. and he was that one year big flash in the pan. 
and was then, still then a serviceable to, player. They well, shipped still a him off to Philadelphia, player. right? Yeah, he was still a serviceable player. It wasn't that he was a bad player. He just wasn't the like same freak he that wasn't he was the same when he that came. He was. Well, uh, losers yesterday or underachievers yesterday. This is going to have to go to the one award. It's going to have to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they did not. They lost yesterday, twenty-four to seventeen, at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, but they didn't have to play against All Pro uh, and sack uh, specialist Joey Bosa for the Chargers as he was inactive. But they forgot all about Khalil Mack. Uh, and, you know, if we remember the history on Khalil Mack, the Raiders drafted Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. okay? Then when John Gruden came in and was going to retool the whole team, what did he do? He traded Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears, okay? And then the Bears – traded off Khalil Mack to the Los Angeles Chargers where he's playing now, where he played yesterday in Los Angeles, and where he recorded six sacks of the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback. And I'm thinking, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders and their owner, Mark Davis, is probably thinking, damn, we should have kept him. I wonder. He had six solo sacks, one short of the NFL record, which I think was set by Derek Brooks, the University of Alabama linebacker that played for Kansas City that died in a car wreck. Yep. Um, but One I, of the things that's been come, come true in the NFL is that a great pass rusher can really affect a great quarterback. Yes. And he can give him all kinds of headaches in a one-game situation. You know, day in and day out, yeah, the quarterback's probably going to win – the majority of those games, those days, but a great pass rusher can make it a really tough Sunday on a quarterback. And if you get enough of those anomalies, not anomalies, but if you get enough of those Sundays strung together, which seems to be happening here, then uh, you can be a pretty strong team. Another team that took another team that uh, kind of took it on the chin yesterday were the Miami Dolphins. They went up to Buffalo and lost 48 to 20 after scoring 70 points the weekend before. Uh, they were only 50 short of that 70 at Buffalo this past weekend. <laughs> uh, so we can we can kind of we can pull the hype train, the dolphin hype train into the station and pull, kind of pull it back a and, little bit uh, yeah. and, 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 and tap the brakes in the station, tap the tap brakes, the brakes a bit. unload it. Clean it up and 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 shine it up and and, and you know I, I'm not sure. I There's mean, still I get, a formidable look, team. AFC East, AFC yeah. East. You know, preseason. There's a lot of talk about the Fins. A lot of talk about the Dolphins taking over Seas. The Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen were having none of not Josh so Allen, fast, my friend. Josh as, Allen, of course, so would put it. <laughs> Josh Allen accounted for five touchdowns yesterday. Yeah. So they said, hold on. Hold my beer. I've they the Buffalo Bills still have the AFC East covered, and the Dolphins are still working their way to the top. They've they got they've got a good team, but I'm not quite sure uh, they are the caliber of the Buffalo Bills right now. At least not playing in Buffalo as they went down 48 to 20. Um, and one last thing, coach. One thing. 
the Washington Commanders and their co- head coach, Ron Rivera, they went to uh, Philadelphia yesterday, and they were eight-and-a-half-point underdogs and played a fantastic game and literally tied the ball game up 31-31 on a pass play to Johan Dotson from rookie quarterback Sam Howell to tie the ball game up. Well, they – they tied it up with the extra point with no time on the clock to force overtime. Literally the last play. In fact, now, everyone thought the, the play before that was going to be the last play. Right. And the fact that it was There's, incomplete. There was one second left. Actually, they put they, – they Did they put going back, two? They, they, they put two on there? And okay. Two on it, but, well, I, when I looked up, I saw the and one. They I said, said, well, they've got one more shot. The point was made that if he had caught the ball at the, at the two-yard line and got tackled, the game would have been over. Right. The fact that he missed it. Gave them one more shot, and they took advantage of it. Now, um, my question is to you listeners out there and coach, you know, you're a big underdog. You're playing the Veterans Stadium in front of all those rowdy Philadelphia Eagle fans. Your team has played their guts out to get to to, uh, what would be overtime if you want to play to overtime. Or do you just tee it up on the the two-yard line and go for two? I say – I say go for two. I don't, you know, just make it or break it right there. The Eagles are three and zero. You're the Washington. You're the underdog, Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera, tee that thing up. Go for two. If you win it, you win it. If you lose it, you played your heart out and you go home with your head still hanging pretty high. Yeah. The other side of that though is the percentage rates of successful two point conversions is less than fifty percent you know right what? now. But what my gut and, I don't and, my gut coach, my uh, gut doesn't play percentages. My gut plays on my gut. My gut says tee that thing up on the two and let's go for two. Your gut says that. Well, Ron Rivera's is the one who well, gets paid for it. <laughs> you know, it's play, his head's on the line. One play. With, and and with I'll one use the play, same argument. Coach, one play. I'll one use play. the same argument that you used. Your Two kids, yards. Your, kid, your, your players have played their guts out to get themselves back in this position. That's right. And, let's, and you don't want to put it on a one play yeah, oh only. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going one play. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go one play, and that is it. I'm telling no, you. No, give them a Ron chance Rivera to let your defense. Now – the, and again, here's where I come back to the NFL. Now, in this particular game, it didn't work this way. The NFL uh, overtime rules to me are not good. You know, uh, the fact that a team could take the ball, take the win the toss, take the ball and drive down, score a touchdown, game over. You know, it, we've seen it happen well, over, it over and over again. Goal, right, right. It, it used, used to be any score. Now, it used to be any score. Now they, they, they compromised. To, you get a chance for a field it's goal still or not, a It's still not right. You, you know, we saw several – in fact, we saw a couple of playoff games between Josh Allen and um, – Mahomes. And, well, either Mahomes or uh, Brady. And whoever won the toss, because neither defense could stop the other's offense. Sure. And so whoever won the toss was going to win the game. You know – the NFL needs to go back to a follow the college model. Now, if they want to make it a little bit more of a challenge, okay, start at the 50-yard line instead of the 25. Start at the 50 to where it's it's on the outer range of most kickers. Okay, if you're going to do that, you still got to get your first downs. You yeah. still got to, you know, and then each side totally get it from the 50. That. I think, I think and, and, something you know, like and push it that way. And everyone's saying, well, you know, they've already played a full hour. Well, yeah, overtime is overtime. Okay. And, uh, well, but, but sudden death is not a is not a good way in football. Um, well, I would have gone that. for two. That's I'm just saying. 
I just, you know, I, 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 and under look, the current but rules, I'm, but I'm sitting here in Columbia. Your argument's not a bad argument. Okay, let me put it that way. I don't necessarily see it, but your argument's as a valid an argument as my argument. I got you. And it comes down to the head coach's decision at that point. What does he feel good? You know, he's got to go with what he feels in his gut in the in the moment with his play. He's down on the sideline with those guys. Right. Everybody has their feel. opinion. That's you know that's yeah. what the Monday. We that's can what be the armchair quarterbacks that's what the Monday are always quarterbacks are all are all about now. <laughs> uh, okay, the AP. Top 25 is out, and Georgia is still sitting at number one. And my question is, is it time for a new number one? I mean, is it, is it time for a new number one? Is it time for Georgia with them? And look, I don't care what anybody says. They struggled at Auburn this past weekend. And this is an Auburn team that did not score a touchdown the weekend before against A&M. Now, that's an offense that did not score a touchdown against AM the weekend before, and Georgia struggles in what a 27 to 20 win at Auburn this past weekend. Is it time for the Bulldogs to be dethroned from number one? I you mean, still, you got, you're you, winning your ballgames. You got yeah. Michigan, look, but hang on. I know, I know. But you know, you know, number one's all about style points, coach. You, you, I mean, come on. I mean, as we, long we, as we long see, as you're winning, as long on. as you're winning, you're hold gonna on. you're gonna get we keep see that title. teams all the time win and drop down in the polls. Yeah, right. I mean, we I, we, we see it, it all the time. So why can't it happen at number one? I I mean, why is number one so put up there on a pedestal like it's ah, because you, know, you get everybody's the best golden, game. The, the golden the golden aura shines behind it because it's number one. No, if you stink. And you play, and you stink it up, but barely win against a team you really shouldn't stink it up and barely win against. You should be taken down and dethroned. And I've got a couple of teams. I got a couple of teams that we need to talk about. Texas is one of them. Texas has got a pretty darn good team. Texas is taking care of business, and I mean taking care of business in every game they played, including at Alabama. Now Alabama's not the team to beat all, win all, but Alabama's not as we now see. Alabama's not that bad of a team, really. No, they're and not. The win in Tuscaloosa is pretty good, and the the other games that Texas has won, they have won by an average of like twenty one points. They've taken care of business. Well, you're just making the point for the expanded playoffs. What about Michigan? (laughs) You're making the point there for the expanded playoffs. I mean, Michigan, of course, now Michigan, you know, they're undefeated. But, you know, of course, they have a backloaded schedule. So we're going to see Michigan has Ohio State and Penn State coming up. Uh, What about Washington? Washington's undefeated. Of course, they get Oregon on October 14th. So we'll see here in a couple of weeks. So – uh, we're running up against our second break. We're going to run over the AP Top 20. And you guys might be surprised where the Vols are. I, <laughs> I couldn't quite believe where the Vols are. We're going to go over that when we come back on the other side of this break. Uh, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. It is Monday, October 2nd, unbelievably. And uh, we'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. 
In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by Coach Mike in the studio. It is Monday afternoon. At the few minutes, we're going to get about the Magic 8-Ball pick for Monday Night Football. And uh, before we took the break, we were just talking about considering the new AP poll that's out. We're about to go over whether there should be a new number one after uh, it was obvious that Georgia – struggled at Auburn, which I said last week. Auburn is one of the toughest places to play in the country. Playing on the plains, down in that atmosphere, uh, it is brutal. It is tough. And and playing in a situation where you have absolutely nothing to lose. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, know, you know, if you get beat by four touchdowns, you're supposed to. So I mean, I'm going to come out there and I'm going to play lights out. Was, I'm going to do some things that I probably wouldn't do normally. Uh, just to take a chance and see what I can do. And uh, you get that, you know, every time you're number one, you've got that big, big sure. target on your sure. back. Absolutely. You get everybody's best game. And I think that's one of the bigger arguments is, okay, if you're already number one, you're going to get everybody's best game. you got that big target. So as long as you're winning, you you know, okay. somebody's going to have to knock you get, off to take the it. crown. I get and, it. But if you're number three and you play terrible, then you get knocked down. You get. You, I didn't you, say I, it was fair. If, I, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't I, say I, I it was fair. That number, one, that number one's a little bit too guarded. So, uh, AP top 25, Georgia one, Michigan two, Texas three, Ohio State four, Florida State five, Penn State six, Washington seven, Oregon eight, Southern Cal, nine. I think Southern Cal is one of the best teams in the country. I think Caleb Williams, I don't care who they play. I think they can outscore uh, just about anybody in the country. Um, Notre Dame is number 10. What a win uh, by Sam Hartman and company there. What a gutty, gutty performance to start out on your own three- or four-yard line and go the distance in a couple of minutes. Yeah, uh, and, 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 again, and poor Riley Leonard. Is he off. okay? I don't know. I hadn't heard about it. I saw the play, oh, well, and he oh, uh, he, he just got bent over did you in a bad, they in a bad right direction. They on that ankle. I mean, it, yeah, it was a bad bad situation. Alabama, but, Alabama. But, but, hey, before you move on, yeah, go ahead. hats off to Duke. Oh, absolutely. To play that close. They had game day there. Yeah, they, they put on a show. They put on, you know, they are a team that you, you're going to have to reckon with now. Yeah. They're not the doormat that they used to be. Nobody and, wants to play them. Yeah. And I tell you who started all that 
was David Cutcliffe. Cutcliffe. That's right. I when agree he, with you. When he did not get the head or did not take it or was not offered the head head coaching job at Tennessee, he went to Duke and he started that winning culture at Duke. So and, and, hats off to David yes. Cutcliffe for doing that. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Uh, Alabama comes in at 11, Oklahoma at 12, Washington State 13, North Carolina 14, Oregon State 15. I haven't mentioned the Vols yet. I'm at 15. Probably Coach. don't need to for a okay. little bit. Uh, Ole Miss is at 16. They jump up three spots after, after, <clears throat> after beating uh, LSU. And that was a hell of a ball game. Um, Miami. Uh, the Hurricanes are at 17. Utah's at 18. Duke is at 19. Kentucky is at 20. Missouri, 21. I still haven't mentioned the Vols yet. Yeah, you need to be – they need to be kind of showing up here at this uh, point. The Vols come in at 22. So the Vols are behind. So what about the Vol fans? Are you, are you not as good as – Missouri's ranked ahead of you right now. Kentucky's ranked ahead of you. Well, Kentucky being ahead of us right now, I think, has a legitimate argument because Florida beat Tennessee, right. and then Kentucky turned around and throttled Georgia uh, and uh, uh, Florida. Florida, excuse me, not Georgia, yeah. Florida. LSU. And so they, there's an argument there of having Kentucky ahead of us. LSU dropped ten spots by losing to Ole Miss to 24. Fresno State is 25. Uh, excuse me, let me let me go back. LSU's 23. Fresno State's 24, and Louisville is number 25 in the country. Florida has dropped completely out of the top 25, along with Kansas, after they got their butts whooped by Texas. Now, uh, where where does the SEC stand this year, Coach? In the, in, the, in the whole scheme of things, looking across the country, all the Power Five conferences, or just overall college football, where does the SEC stand? And let me go over some teams right now, okay? You got 5 and 0 Kentucky, all right? You know, the, could Kentucky and you got 5 and 0 Missouri. Could could one of those two teams be the TCU of last year? Remember TCU? Yeah. They got killed by Georgia, but I mean, could one of them be the TCU? I mean, easily. But you know where Kentucky goes this weekend? To Georgia. Georgia. Yes, the <laughs> so, test the I mean, test is coming. And and look, Mark Stoops, the head coach of Kentucky, has had some like three other five and zero starts, but they've ended up the season ten and three. So so they're 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 along they're no difference from other college programs. Their schedule is kind of backloaded too with the with the tougher games, like most college schedules are. Um, Missouri beat Vanderbilt thirty eight twenty one. I had them picked. Uh, and you know Brady Cook, the quarterback from Missouri, has had three, 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 three hundred plus passing yard games in a row. Yeah, but um, okay. Has Missouri beat anybody though mm, of well a big a, a big name or big quality? No, I can't remember I mean, honestly. I don't remember. All right, uh, four and one Alabama. Uh, Alabama took it on the chin against early in the season against Texas. They they took care of business against lowly Mississippi State this past weekend, 40-17. to And I know they lost to Texas. Uh, now, LSU lost to Ole Miss, and Bama beat Ole Miss. That kind of puts Bama in the driver's seat in the SEC West. So I think Bama is still going to be heard from oh, they're still, later in the Yeah, season. they're still – Believe me, the the, the, the demise, Georgia, demise the demise of the dynasty be a team that has to listen to some Bama yeah, talk. The, the demise of the dynasty is a little bit early. <laughs> so. um, three and two Auburn 
uh, lost 20 to 27. They're on a two game losing streak, but I think Auburn's future is a little bit brighter. I think, you know, they, they're, they're trying to put together some things down there. Hugh Freeze is down there on the plains trying to put some things and together. And this is his hopefully, first year there. So hopefully he's he'll got stay, another year or two to hopefully go. Hopefully he'll stay off the university uh, phone lines calling the hookers in. I mean, that's, that's not a good, not a good look, Hugh. So you need to stop that. Um, five and oh, Georgia, one at Auburn. But, you know, the defense for Georgia doesn't look like an old yeah. defense, does yeah. it? It doesn't look like the defense of old that's won Georgia, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. No, and, and, and again, uh, and it's been said, you know, it's been mentioned earlier uh, that Georgia uh, is going to take they, – they've, they're not the Georgia of old because, you know, of course, you, you graduate that many people and you send that right. many people in the NFL, you're not going to be Absolutely. what you were. Uh, and they're taking advantage of a – Pretty lightweight schedule. Um, now, are there a couple of games that can trip them up? Obviously, yes. Uh, Kentucky now could be a bigger threat than most people thought they were going to be. So don't be overlooking. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, and, and, and then and, and Tennessee like and Tennessee's going to come in loaded, you know, ready and emotionally ready. Uh, Tennessee's going to make a have a big, big chance to make some make some hay here. Is that October fourteenth? Is that uh, the Georgia? No, 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 no. That's a, no. That's a and M game for the balls. That must be in November. That's yeah, after the Alabama November. game. Yeah, but see, Tennessee's going to have a big chance. They're going to have this week off to to heal up and get everybody back in place, and then Tennessee gets to come back against A and M, Alabama, and then Kentucky in three weeks. And there's where we're going to get to. We're going to get to see what Tennessee really is. Sure. And if and they can, they can climb their way back up into the top ten if they get a chance. If they do that. But, you know, back to Georgia and back to the rest of the SEC, I think you're starting to see, a, you know, the, 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 the big gap is closing between the SEC and other the power of, five and, con- and, the, and the rest of the country. I still think the SEC, <clears throat> top to bottom, Big 12's got a big argument, but they're not going to be around after this year. Uh, Can you believe the Pac 10's doing so well? I mean, Pac 12's doing so well. It is unbelievable. And and, and, and this is it for them. This is their swan song as a conference. Yeah, it's kind of like everybody's. It's kind of like everybody out there is going, okay, guys, this is is it. We got to. You know, we're going to put up or shut up because there is no tomorrow. And I mean, you know, there's legit, there is no tomorrow, so we better between, do it now. Between Oregon, USC, and Washington, and Oregon State, Coach, you've got four teams right there that are terrific, terrific oh, football yeah. teams that will no longer be members of that Pac-12 conference after this year's yeah. over. So, uh, and another team, Texas A&M, they won 34-22 over over Arkansas's past weekend. Now, they took a bad loss at the beginning of the season against Miami, but they got Alabama next, and then they're at Tennessee. And then UT, UT uh, at 4-1, and one, the 41-20 over South Carolina. They've got a little improvement to do, in my opinion. But uh, in November, they've got Georgia coming to Knoxville. So we'll see what happens. Okay, Monday Night Football. Magic 8-Ball Pick says take the under – Total under 47 in Seattle at the Giants tonight. Go under the 47 game total. This is uh, probably going to be a pretty pretty good football game. Yeah. I look for if you want to play a play, player to score anytime touchdown, I like Isaiah Hodgins to score an anytime touchdown tonight. If you get good odds on that, should be about five to one. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in for. 
uh, Coach Mike, and in the studio. We will be back. I'm still here, gang. Yeah, you're still here. We'll be back on Thursday, same time, same place, same station. See you then.